If nobody turned that one steer the four times you ran that night, you didn't get a turn in. You just didn't get to row. <laughs> Who in the heck loans you $30,000 to go rodeo? What are you talking about? We get done. We're like, this sucks. We're still going to do it. I, I can't stand it. So I just go up to him and I, I am like, is there something wrong with your brain? So we're officially hey, going. Unoffendable. You know, yeah, that that is our that really is our man. The name of the podcast is the Flatbed Podcast, and the reason it's for that is the Flatbed is like <laughs> I am in Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, JX2 Productions. I got to meet John Johnson and his crew. This has been a great experience. It's been it's been awesome. People drive eight nine hours to come to these events. They have a food trailer here. The whole experience has been amazing. One of the coolest stories that's come out of it is a buddy I've made out here. His name is Cole. And I told him, I'm like, dude, we get, we got it. This is going on the podcast. Like, what he's doing is awesome. I'm excited for you guys to get to meet him. Um, he's putting together a business out of the arena crew at all these rope and several events a weekend. I mean, like 75, 80 events a week or a year. Um, just to me, it was a story that had to be told. So I was glad he jumped on with us. I'm excited for you guys to get to meet him. We're going to throw this on as a bonus episode. We may even get it out the same week we recorded it, which is rare for us, as you know. So, uh, yeah, cool story. You guys need to hear this. You guys need to hear this story. I thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Uh, 24-year-old guy just making it work, paying his way through college. You're going to love it. I, with Cole Williams, we're doing a bonus episode. We're out here at JX2 in Cleveland, Tennessee. Before we start, here's what I want to say. I would like to dedicate, and I don't ever dedicate episodes, but I'm going to dedicate this episode to my buddy Jason Graham in Oregon because Jason did a little bit about what we're going to talk about with Cole. And I, I understand, I think because of my friendship with Jason, I understand how hard it is to do what Cole's doing. So that being said, Jason, if you're listening, love you, buddy. Okay, Cole. What's going on? I know a little bit about the team roping world. I know a few people. I feel so dumb that I, I have to come all the way to Tennessee to figure out what you guys are doing. Can you, I mean, in a nutshell, can you give me an idea of everything that Williams, well, tell me the name of it on Facebook it, if people want to find uh, it. It's Williams Cattle Crew. Okay. It's, uh, so what they do, it's like a one-stop shop. It's normally producers put on their events. They got to call around, find hands. They normally have their own guys, but not enough, especially for big scale ropings. Mm-hmm. So what they do, they just call me and they're like, hey, I got this event. Here's the flyer. I need 10 guys this date to this day. And I say, yes, sir, line it up, and then travel yeah. now, the nation. Now, I think people are familiar with that. Right. But what stood out to me was you're not a one-event-per-weekend operation. No. Oh, no. I haven't been like that in about four or five years now, something like that. So on a busy weekend, Williams Cattle – or I'm saying it wrong again. Uh, Williams Cattle Crew. Williams Cattle Crew is at the biggest, biggest weekend. You guys are how many places? 15 events, um, but those will be like, so like Tuesdays up there in Brock, Stephenville area, we'll have like open 15, 14s, go out to Chad Master's house, do stuff like that. Um, Yeah, about 15 events, probably about three or four states. I think our busiest one is 15, 16 events. We had people out in uh, Redosa, New Mexico, Guthrie, Oklahoma. I'd like to say Ardmore at the same time, obviously Stephenville. I mean, that's the capital of the world, but... Yeah, it's all around, man. Mainly Texas. Texas, Oklahoma. Then we go out to Florida, New Mexico. Never been to Arizona. I really am itching to go to Arizona. See, and that makes you feel a little bit better because I'm in Arizona. Maybe that's why I hadn't heard about it. Right. This oh, is not a small thing. Oh, no. So tell me, like, you, we, we've talked about this a little bit throughout the weekend. You've got a rotation because not everybody can work every weekend, right? Right. So on a, on a, as a rotation of how, about how many people are on the rotation? So week by week – 
a light week will be about 20 guys working. Okay. And a heavy week will be 40, 50, 60 at the max kind okay. of deal. But on the rotation of people you could call, you got oh, about 100, how many? 150 for sure. But about 50 of those are like college kids because I am out of Stephenville, sure. Carlton. I get new hands every year the, or every semester, really. And then they all have friends of friends. So I'll train about 150, 200 guys every year. And I'll hold now, on about 20, 30 of them. I'll now, stick around. This is, this is, you know, having put on ropens, I can't express the, the seriousness of what you guys do for an event because nobody stops and wants to know who's working the event. It's not like you get like praise for doing it right. Mm-mm. But if you do it wrong, everyone knows it. the whole weekend is negatively affected by a crew not running efficiently. Yeah. So when you say trained, so, so say I'm a kid, I'm going to school at Stephenville. I don't know a whole lot about cows, but I think it's cool. I'd like to have a weekend gig. What's the, what's the training process for that kid? So it typically starts with someone giving them my number and they call me and I'll be like, Hey man, uh, be at this address at six in the morning. We'll head out to Hamilton, blah, blah, blah. I'll hop in, get up there. Do you make a point to leave on time? So if they're the guy that can't show up on time, they don't go? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's, that happens all the time. And if they don't, they just don't carpool with us. They have to take their truck, no gas money, but kind of deal. Well, it should have been there on time. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, if we're going to, if I'm from, I'm going to build a business using you, then like, I, and we're not on the weekends, I'm not there. I got to know you're going to show up and do a good job. Yeah. And it depends. So 50% of the time when that happens, guys will show up late, half drunk, moping around, blah, blah, blah. We'll dock their pay then. But if they show up and they're like, look, man, and they bust their ass all yeah. day, well, it's, it's okay. As far as training goes, I mean, we'll put all the greenies somewhere easy. The strip and shoot. Where's the easiest? Where's the easiest place for a greenie? Is that shoot. what you call them? Yeah, greenies. <clears throat> yeah, you put them on a strip and shoot on the on the out gate. Say, Look, man, you have one job. Do not let the cows out of this arena. I don't care if a roper's walking out. You shut down their horse. You do not let a cow out. At all costs. No, at all costs. You're your you're you're yeah. You're the captain now. Like, yeah, do not let it happen. Precisely. And if you do, I mean. That was your only job. You're fired. <laughs> Not fired. You'll go through the weekend with them, but you just won't call them back. So, okay, so that's my, that my next question is, you know, you got all these guys in all these different places at the exact same time. Do you have, like, head guys on yes. each crew? Yes. Okay, so let's say let's say that I'm the head guy on one of your crew. I got a guy and he's not doing a good job. Maybe he got drunk in the middle of the day. Maybe mm-hmm. he's not showing up on time. He's just not going to work. Right. And I call you and I go, hey, this, this, this ain't going to work. What's the firing process? Oh, well, process elimination. It's like, all right, is he just annoying or is he just, like you said, getting drunk throughout the day or doing whatever? It's being a menace. So if he's being a menace, it's like, well, get him out of there. You don't need him. It's going to suck for the rest of y'all. Just go talk to the office ladies, get him paid out, tell him hit the road. So one of the things I think, and especially the further out from town the events are, you're, you're typically stuck hiring whoever was previously unemployed in that town which means you're not always going to get the cream of the crop workers. Right. 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 So where you guys come in and you're building a business out of it and there's some sustainability to what you're doing. And a guy goes like, Hey, maybe I'm not making a million dollars, but I'm getting to go cool places. I'm getting to meet cool people. Um, the, the quality of worker that a producer gets from using a company like yours is worth the investment. Right. And also, and that's the deal with using us. Everyone thinks it's super expensive. All, all I really do is I charge a contracting fee. A sure. contractor is my technical term. No mm-hmm. one calls me that <laughs> at all. But we, need a, we need a title, Cole. Right? We need, like, president. Boss, she, president. Boss, I don't know. President. <laughs> King in rags, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I charge 10 bucks a guy a day. So typically the producers will 
pay these guys for just normal jackpot events, 150 a day. So you can figure instead of paying your guys 150 a day, you pay 160. Okay. Right. The 10 bucks goes to me for lining them Sure. Out. Right. And if you don't pay the the crew contracting fee, I'll normally still send you a crew, but it'll be a bunch of greenies or right. whatever I can like the lint out of my pocket. Right. 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 Because it's kind of the point. Like, why would I? Why would I help you if you're not going to help me? Kind of deal. I mean, it's a business, like you said. Right. So. So let's say you got a guy, he's a good worker, but he's just the most obnoxious person to be around. Like, it's just like, like that dude on the head. That, 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 that. <laughs> no, we're not naming names. I'm saying a good worker. He's just annoying to be around. Will you typically send guys like that other places? Or do you feel yes. responsible as the guy? Do you feel responsible? Like, Ugh, okay, I'll take him. So it depends how good the worker I can. I've got a guy, I'm not going to name drop him, but I he's in my head. He's super loud and obnoxious. He's an ex-military guy. So he talks real loud. Mm-hmm. Sir, yes, sir. Deaf. Sir, yes, sir. Yeah, he's just like that. You can tell him to do something. He'll do whatever. And he's been with us a year now. It's gotten pretty handy. But about 50% of the crew don't like dealing with him. So it's it's more like he's either with me, like he said, because I'm responsible for mm-hmm. him. Or since he is has gotten so good, I'll send him. You put him out in the boonies, like a strip and shoot. Like, right. Right, take this greenie. <laughs> let train this guy, yeah, yeah. Train this guy. Just let him deal with you and stay the hell away from us. Right. That's, yeah. So... So two questions, and then I want to know more about you. So the two questions are, if a guy's listening to this and is thinking, man, I've always wanted to go to Texas. He just graduated high school or he's going to graduate, or maybe he's working at a job that's just kind of a so-so job, and he's thinking, I just want to go see the world, but I don't want to join the military. <laughs> How do, do you have people move from out of state to come down here and work? Uh, we've had it a couple times, yeah. And, and still, and other people commute. Like on the way out here, we picked up some of our top hands out of Texarkana. Uh-huh. You know, we've got guys in Oklahoma and everywhere. It just right. really depends. Uh, where the events are, but yeah, I've had a few guys move out to Stephenville or around there. And um, do they just reach out to you on social media and uh, social media, or just someone gives my number? Really, do you have your number on your Facebook? So yes. if somebody goes and looks, they can get right to you. Yep. Yes, sir. So second question is, where do you see this going? Like, if this keeps going the way it's going, like, it, and I'm listen, I'm not asking details because I know nothing ever goes exactly according to plan, right? right? But it, rough imagination, where do you see this thing going in five years? Man, I could, the amount of growth we've experienced the past five years, you know, me going from just the shoot hand to, you know, kind of crew boss, and then from there, crew contractor, once we got bigger. I mean, hell, I went, my old shoot boss, Taylor Dudley, whenever he retired, he handed me six producers. And that was enough to be busy about, you know, one event per week kind of deal. Okay. And then we started, you know, we were good. So it kind of went up to, oh, I don't know, man. Within two years, I gained about 40 producers. And here we are now at 50, pushing up to 60. Just And so some of those are just one event once a year, like the Cody Neesmith Smith deal for Bobby right. Joe, the sure. Memorial. And then a lot of them like WCRA, some little rodeo stuff will call us. And what's the bi- what's the biggest thing that you work with? Uh, the American Rodeo. You bet. Oh, dude, it's awesome. So, so before, again, I okay, so I said two questions. I got yeah. three. You go first. To, to, answer, to answer your question, I don't know. The amount of growth we've experienced, there ain't no talent, man. Like, I I don't know, but it keeps getting better and better. I mean, What's your next short-term goal? Short-term goal? I'm trying to give him an answer because I already know what it is. He already told me earlier. Yeah. Short-term goal, not five years down the road. Your next goal? Oh, branding better. Branding better. I thought the Williams Cattle Crew patches on the back of the hats was pretty good, but I was talking with Jordan. And they, Jordan no, no, and no, no, no. We're not going into details. Oh, okay. Just in general, okay. branding. But branding, what I'm yes. talking about is Wickenburg. Whoa, wicked dude! Arizona, I'd I'd give a left arm to go out there. I'm freaking. 
And I know a bunch of dudes that produce and put on stuff out there. I just got to reach out to them. Right. But I think it'd be cool, man. So, so in the next couple of years, you do such a good job. You're marketing yourself. People know what you are and what they can expect because as in your position, and you may like this, you may not, but here's how businesses go is that the guy starts a job and he really enjoys it and he likes the work so much he begins to grow and he's successful at it because of how much he likes it, right? Until eventually he's no longer doing the job that he loved. His job is now managing the people to do the job. And that's a hard transition. You know, when you're a guy that feels like, man, I'm a blue collar, I'm in the dirt kind of guy, uh, that's a hard transition. But do you, if it goes that way and you begin to grow and you start to realize, hey, I'm going to have to like make my job managing the people, will you bring someone in to do that or do you think there's a day where you're just you're just people management? So I'm, I got three guys right now I'm grooming to kind of take over my lead spot with how big we're growing. We'll see. Two of them are still in college. One ain't. But I don't know. Only time will tell. If they stay hooked for another year or two, that's probably exactly what they'll end up doing. Yeah. Kind of deal. So what I'm going to recommend is if somebody's listening to this, and I'm going to tell you also, is that when you get it, when you get the business to where you want it to be, and you can guarantee a final product, which it sounds like you're probably almost there. I think by doing a good job, you are within your rights to increase your prices to more than what they would typically pay. Yes. And the reason for that is the, the, you know, in business, we would call it consumer confidence, right? I know it's a little bit more expensive, but I don't have to think about it. I don't even have to look. I know it's handled. Now, as a producer, I can tell you this. I overpaid our guys. Jason, the guy I was talking about, was a friend of mine, so I wasn't going to let him do it for bare minimum. I always overpaid because I knew every time we put on a rope, and that was one thing that was completely handled, stem to stern, start to finish. So by doing this, by doing a good job, by growing it like this, uh, how long into the future do you think it is before you go to your producers and go, hey, we've got it dialed. If you've had any problems with us, let me know. But if you haven't, we're going up. And now you start building the business account. What I mean by this is maybe your guys, your greenies, they're not experiencing a pay raise necessarily, but you're growing the business so that when you want to make actual business moves, you've got an account to do that from. Yep. You know, are you, how far in your mind, because you got to guarantee the product first. Right. You got to guarantee that if your guys show up, they're going to do a good job. If they do and your price are going to go up, how far in the future you think something like that could happen? Probably a year and a half. I give it a year and a half. After Vegas is here, especially with the new president new guys putting on everything um and we're with them you know ride or die how'd you get hooked up with john so this flagger out of texas named marcus viscera um yeah he comes out and he knows yep. these guys pretty well yep. and they were asking about crew guys and he was like man you got to try these guys out and he calls me oh no you didn't call me he was flagging the rope and we were at in hamilton he was like man if you do good for these florida dudes like they'll take you to cheyenne it's like okay well, i got the best guys a I game had. Yeah, brought your A-gamers. Oh, yeah. All the A-gamers went out. Sorry, there. sorry, greenies. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're staying in Texas today. <laughs> Lint in my pocket. Yeah, no, <laughs> kicked ass, man. We went out to Florida. Yeah. We're still, Mason said we're probably going to be in the uh, second or third arena, but we got there the first day of the event, um, drove through the night, got there seven in the morning, and we just walked in the first training. She said we had to run some cows through and kind of like a, you know, swinging, walking in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Just walked in there and just took care of business. Like after we saw y'all walk in like that, just all the confidence and yeah, we just let y'all have at it. We did good. I've I've been there. I've, I've watched it with my own eyes. Where a cattle producer, a team room producer, has hired guys locally, right, and gets a discount, and is doing. They're doing such a bad job that he's had to fire the entire crew mid roping, and then panic and hustle. This roping he's been working months to put things together for, scramble to try to find people because 
in the middle of it, they had guys that couldn't do the job. Now, as a team open producer, if I knew that was not a possibility and I knew I could, you know, I could go to the bank with the, with the crew that's going to show up and do a good job. You'd spend the money every time. It's worth whatever. Yeah, you get what you pay for. Yeah. So I want to know more about you because you're just a baby. I mean, you're what, 24? 24, yeah. I turned 25. How, so we know where it's at now. We kind of have an idea where it's going. How did it get here? Oh, man. Where'd, so, you, grow, where'd you grow up? Uh, I graduated Azle High School. Oh, yeah? Uh, I was actually born in Stephenville. I was an accident. My parents met at college. And, uh, yeah, I was a college baby. But ended up moving out of there, went to Azle. Um, then it was either I go wrestle up at OSU at a full scholarship or I went to Stephenville and kind of, I'm not going to say partied, but got, you know, college. We I'm, all know what Stephenville is. You don't have to go into detail. Okay. All right, all right. Well, so I, I picked Stephenville, obviously, and uh, I had to pay for my college from the get-go, so I had two jobs. Well, really, it was one job at first, but I've been working the feed, uh, at the feed store up in Saginaw four years mm-hmm. since I was 16, making buck twenty-five all four years. I get up there, get this job. Uh, I'm sorry, making what? Uh, not. A, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. $7.25, minimum wage, four years. It was awful. Who let you work for that long, knowing your work ethic that I've seen this weekend? Uh, the, the old manager retired. Um, I'm not going to name drop. He's a good dude, too. Actually, he had no idea. My last month, right before I went back to school, uh, Tarleton, he was like, hey, man, are you still at 725? I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, I don't make, you know. Anywho, anywho. What so did I, you assume I was at? Yeah, right. So I get this job in Stephenville. Like, I go to class early in the morning, have 7 a.m., through noon and then noon through about six to eight i go and uh, remodel and do stuff like that with this mexican named roberto he's awesome he'd been in the team roping deal for about 15 years at that point and he was like man a celebrity just walked in oh my we got a celebrity sighting we got ayla uh, lawson walking in guest starring ayla lawson you ever heard of ranch hand solar lighting shout out ranch hand solar lighting if they listen to this podcast i guarantee they've heard about ranch hand <laughs> so you roberto yeah yep yep that's right so i was i was remodeling stuff with him and he's like man you need to come with us on the weekends are you allowed to do are we allowed to do latin accents is that is that like okay i can't i'm getting i'm getting the like are we allowed to do spanish Hispanic. Kid? Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. how he talks. We're from Texas. Carry on. Yeah. But he was, I mean, you come out with us, blah, blah, blah. Dude, my first, my first rope never 17 hour shift is for 40 plus. No, mm-hmm. I may, I may have been a VIP. I don't know. I was like, man, I will never, never work another team rope ever again. The next week I was like, Hey, uh, what's up? pretty good. Yeah. Where, where do you need me boss? And I went rolling around with them for about two years and you know, at first, did was, you did you love it or just enjoyed having something to do? I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was a new, you know. Of course, I was nineteen. Sure, it was new. Or no, I was twenty at the time. Paid better than seven twenty five an hour. Way better than seven twenty five an hour. New uh, new place every weekend. New guys to work with every weekend. And all the dudes were funny, man. The old, the yeah. old crew, the old Vegas crew. Them guys were wild. Well, and then it becomes like a brotherhood, right? It's, it's like exactly everybody's doing the same job, and so the, the like the shop talk. Everybody speaks the same language, right? Like, it's like your brothers because you're, you're with them every weekend. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. So I, and then did that for about two years with them. And then uh, it got to the point, my old shoot boss, uh, Taylor Dudley, which if I'm like Rodeo Vegas, he's like Cheyenne. Like, he's awesome. Okay. But he ended up having a kid and had to move down south and get a real job. So he just handed it to me. But at that point, like, he, he got so old. He didn't know anyone. I was meeting new guys every week in Stephenville. That's what I mean, though. Real quick, that's what I mean that if you will take care of the business into what you're doing, if you're doing a good job and you'll take care of the business as far as your pricing and things like that, maybe not everybody's making a real living, 
but your best guys can. Right. Your number one guys that you can't do it without, you grow the business to the point that you can say, hey, I'm going to do for one what I wish I could do for everybody because I can't afford to lose you. Right. So when I say, like, the next phase of this is, like, getting what you're worth, because as a producer, I'm just, I'm, I'm giving you unwarranted advice here. As a producer, okay. as a producer, if somebody would go, how much is it worth to you to know for a fact that when that prefer opens, there's a steer right behind him all weekend long, ropes are taken off, we're not piling them up out in the arena, what's that worth? And you would go, well, without it, we don't have a rope. We don't have a rope without it. It's a thankless job because nobody celebrates it when it goes well. They just freak out when it goes bad. So the margins there, no one that I know of, <clears throat> I'm sure there has been, but nobody that I know of has turned this into an incorporation, right? Nobody's incorporated this idea. So by doing so, you build yourself to a place where that guy, whoever that guy is, goes, you know, I, I got a kid, I got to get a real job. You go, well, well, what would that cost? And you at least have the option to, t- to keep your best guys. And this is turning into like my opinion of your business, sorry. <laughs> By branding yourself and people knowing who you guys are, you're going to get the very best candidates first. Because they go, man, I'd like to get a job on an arena crew. They don't know where to start. They're all spread out. But if the best guys come to you first, what that allows you to do is, take the bottom 10% of guys that are just kind of always not maybe getting it right and replacing them with the new guys that are coming in, the very best candidates. So my my point is when I think of the business model, what you're doing, there's just nothing but blue skies. Like the potential for this is just huge. Limitless almost. Sorry. So anyway, so he, he, he quits and goes, has a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the reason he had to quit and go get a better job is because he only had six. I mean, he had more, like, everyone knows who he was, and they'd call him for oddball jobs, kind of jobs, kind of like they call me, but he handed me, like, six stable producers. Well, fine and dandy, we did that for about a year, um, and then shoot. Yeah, yeah, he handed it to me right before Vegas, the 2020 and COVID. We were already signed up to go to Vegas. Me and all my top guys have been ha- hanging out, working Canceled. with Oh, dude, yeah, the month of. I have never been more broke. <laughs> in the month of December than I was that year. That Nobody got Christmas presents that year. No one got Christmas presents. So that's the other thing. As you're growing your business and making it more financially stable, you're able to withstand, right? Precisely. You're able to get through the gaps if they happen. Yep. Yep. And, uh, well, from there, it just, everyone started calling. Be like, hey, man, you happen to have it, you know, three or four guys you send here and here. I was like, yes, sir, yeah. And it started doing that. Then once I got to 25 producers, it got to the point where I was waking up at 5 in the morning and I was at Kansas uh, up there. Zane Edmondson is mm-hmm. my adopted dad. He's awesome. He's a World Series producer. He does all the world shows. And he's really the guy that turned it around for me. But I was getting up at 5 in the morning calling these arena guys to make sure they were up on time, ready to go yes, sir. to work for that day. Like, now, hey, y'all can hit the road. Now, in theory, that's your boss's of that, of that crew, the boss of that crew. That's his job. In theory. This is also very young right? all this stuff. Absolutely. This very, yep. A lot of lessons for sure. learn. But uh, – Zane looked at me because we were heading to the feedlot. He's like, man, aren't you get tired of this stuff? What do you mean? He's like, you're calling all these guys. Like, are you making any money off this? I was like, no, I'm kind of just lining these crews up with the kindness of my heart. He's like, well, you need to start charging per guy. Yes, sir. Out. Yes, sir. And we sat down and had a really long talk about it. Laid out a business plan. That's exactly what we did. And Shout out Zane Evanson for seeing it and helping. Oh, he's awesome. Ever since then, freaking through the roof. So... We got to wrap up. The rope's over. Everybody's going a thousand different directions. We don't get to do the hour we normally do. But here's what I here's what I want to know: if if a producer hears this and goes, "I'll try it," where do you send them? Social media, 
uh, social media if you want to check out our history or just give my number and call me. Now, here's what I'll say. Your, your social media is good, but the best information is on your personal page. You have every producer that you work for listed on your personal page. Yep. Get that, please, on your business account, too, so that people know. Because I looked at it, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you serious? I had, no, I had no idea. And you look through the names, there's legitimate producers. No, we were friends on Facebook. <laughs> well, you go, what's your name? I look it up. You're sitting right there. You look it up. And you're like, hey, we're already friends. <laughs> so the producers can get a hold of you because your number's on your social media. Your Facebook, personal Facebook is what? Uh, Cole Williams. Okay. And then what, I mean, try to describe the picture. Somebody looks up Cole Williams. It's a picture Miss Ayla Lawson took. Uh, when we were at the Prefert Pro Rope, and I'm in the blue Prefert shirt, sitting on a barrel with a smile and a cowboy hat, kind of half cocked. So if the producer's looking for you, that's where he finds you. Yep. Uh, your best events, you've already said, the best events, you're going to be there personally. But now you've been at it long enough, you can trust the guys that you're also going to send. There's a crew that's going to show up and do good. And actually, if they're not doing good, it helps you for the producer to go, this isn't working. You need to know. Yeah. So if a producer goes, well, how do I know it's going to work? You go, well, it has been, but if it doesn't and you'll let me know, I'll fix it. Cause this is a long-term plan, right? Second thing, if there's a young person out there listening, one of the things young men absolutely have to have is camaraderie. They got to have a team and I'm putting two and two together. If the camaraderie meant a lot to you in the beginning and that's what kept you there, my guess is you're creating that with your guys too, right? So somebody listens to that is like, man, I would love to have like a brotherhood of guys that could go see the world, travel around, get to go places. Is there any place you wouldn't go? Like if somebody called you and said, hey, I'm putting on a team roping in New York City. <laughs> well, okay. I've never been to New York, so that'd be awesome. I'm, I'm down to go everywhere at least once. Can you? Can you? I'm saying if I'm a producer and I'm out in the middle oh, of yeah. nowhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They need to expect to pay for travel. Yes. Rooms. Yep. And your whatever your number is. Yep. Yes, sir. But you can go anywhere because you can get on a plane. Yeah, get on a plane, which no one ever flies out. We're stuck to driving. <laughs> so but, yes. So yes. are we about ready to put flights on that? I because think, like I'm aware of the fact you're about to drive all the way back Stephenville from Cleveland, Tennessee. So could we at some point think about maybe some flights on there? Yeah. Yeah, we can. We can. I feel invested in this. Um, <laughs> so a young guy says, you know, I I don't know what I'm doing with my life. There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys out there that live in meth towns and they just feel like, man, I feel like, I feel like I'm maybe capable of more. I feel like I could do more. You got to get out of the town. You got to escape. And I but, can totally do that for guys. But at the same time, maybe they don't have the life skills yet to go run a business. Right. So they're kind of stuck, right? What you're saying is if somebody walks up to you and goes, I know nothing, but I'm willing to work. You're saying we got guys that'll train you. Yeah. You'll be ready to roll. Pretty soon, you keep at it. You keep working at it. You can be running a crew. Yeah, I, I can use you until I don't have no use for you. If you stay handy and stay on with us, you know, and you go to so many different places, meet so many people, you do learn a lot of people skills because 90% of every business is dealing with people. That's right. Especially at this deal. That's right. Because, I mean, some team ropers are not the uh, not the nicest. You know? Yeah. And you learn how to deal with people like that. Some of the guys on the crew are mean you know right. I mean, you learn how to deal with people like that and then you get the other end of the spectrum where they're super nice so you, it really broadens your eyes opens you up especially if you're in i've seen so many guys come out of their shell and, mm. you know find a place in the world yeah. in the world yeah yeah just get comfortable in their own skin kind of deal and i love that well and what i've heard just asking around about you because i'm like I, first of all i'm embarrassed i didn't know truly second of all i'm like this is remarkable this is a this is amazing what you guys are doing is incredible one of the things they've said is it was a little rough in the beginning but we haven't had those problems in a long time. So now getting all the, the traction that you're getting, people are getting some 
some experience that, you know, you've already gone through your bumps, you've already gone through your hiccups, your learning curve, you got it straightened out. And now somebody calls you, say somebody calls you from Wickenburg, Arizona and goes, I want an arena crew here all winter. You say, I'll be there <laughs> straight up. I will be there. Cole, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, man. This oh, has been this awesome. This the world to me, dude. This is awesome. No. Total dream come true. Well, I, I mean, my hope my hope is your phone starts blowing up. I hope your phone's hot from all the notifications. My guess is there's going to be young guys listening to this that are like, man, this is my calling. I want to go be a part of it. And knowing that they can. And then producers that are just tired of firing their local crew in the middle of the weekend and having to scramble, they know there's a crew that they're more expensive, but they can look the way other way the rest of the weekend. And they'll tell, by the time you guys are done taking down banners, they go, wait a minute, we haven't talked to you guys all weekend. Yeah. So that guy's out there. Yeah. Cole, can't tell you thank you enough.